Doc Manson at Doc Manson DC Matthews at the DC Matthews this is the list we're listing we're listing we're listing 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 uh are we falling over is that what's happening DC Matthews at the DC Matthews I suppose that is very nice language lesson list can be a verb as well as a noun yeah yeah it's a great lesson from me Who am I again, DC? You're Doc Manson at Doc Manson. That's a lovely mug. That's a lovely mug. Oh, well, thank you. Did you make that yourself? That is is artisanally made. Someone crafted that. That is not, uh, you know, that was not a machine. Someone's hands cupped that pottery. It was a gift. Wow, it's lovely. Thank you. You know what else is lovely? Patreons are lovely. Patreon.com forward slash DDT Wrestling. Now, if they support us, are they then our patrons? That's what I'm calling them, because I don't think it would make any sense to call them our Patreons. No, that's the portal in which one can be... Can patronize us? can, 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 yes, choose to support us. And you said you... You you kind of nay-nayed this. You believed... You you weren't sure what we were going to get. It's been only like 36 hours, and we are more than halfway to our first goal. I mean, I've got to say, I'm very appreciative... Uh, well, no. Let me rephrase. I am extremely appreciative of, uh, you know, the, the, the people out there who have saw fit to, to pledge, donate, uh, to patronize us. <laughs> um, but i got to say, DC, uh, where are the rest? I, I was told there would be millions of dollars. And... No, you know full well you were not told that at all. Yeah, I know. I'm kidding. Because you really only wanted $1,000 a month in order for us to get GQ a microphone. I know. Uh, the cheapest one that we could possibly find. But I, it's, it's still early yet. It's still early yes. yet. I'm, I'm giving it time. If this continues, if we're supposed to... If right now... This looks like we're going to get one patron every 12 hours. So if that streak I continues... I don't think that's going to continue. <laughs> but if it does, then... I think we may have peaked at three. <laughs> I don't know about that. I don't know. We'll have to We'll have to see. We'll have to but see. But again, thank you, everybody. It's going to be a great adventure. Uh, if you have uh, you know, donated, I, I encourage you to go check out the posts on the Patreon page. I've, I've made a couple. I haven't heard back from anybody. Um, you know... There's a couple of different things that we're thinking about doing. And, you know, go read mm-hmm. those posts and feel free to comment. And uh, if you haven't donated, uh, check it out. Patreon.com forward slash DDT Wrestling. At some point, you'll have to show me how to do all that. Cause... Oh, yeah. Once we get off the air, uh, I will share with you how to access that page. Okay. I was. You don't yes. want to be that transparent? No. <laughs> let's, let's show you folks how, to, how transparent we are. Here's our password for the email. Here's our Yes. Password. Do we have any emails? Uh, I don't know. This is not usually the show in which we check our emails. But let's see. But if... From time to time, folks do email us at podcast at ddtwrestling.com to let us know how they feel about the list. Um, you know, at this point, the list is... You know, it's growing. Uh, we have a total of 
165 members of the list. I mean, as you said earlier, I think we've only got uh, 864 uh, names left on the men's list, and it feels like we're running out. So without won't be too much longer before the list is wrapping up, I think. The only emails we got were um, our podcast portal telling us that our episode is now ready, and our podcast portal thanking us for another yearly payment. So, so really, go to patreon.com slash ddtwrestling. Uh, <laughs> Because yep. Doc Manson, I saw that I saw that get charged to my credit card. Uh, I think yesterday, maybe Doc, the day before. Doc so. Manson, because he is a good, a good, wonderful person, doesn't mention to me how much money I do owe him. But it must be now at least three. Well, no, clearly it's over three digits. Uh, I'm going to have to just the next time I come over to Manson Manor, I'm going to have to bring an entire Chinese restaurant with me Ooh. and just set it up in your basement. <laughs> That sounds all right to me. All right. Um, but without further ado, then, if we, we have no relevant emails... Let's go through. Uh, our top 10, once again, has not changed. Our top 15 changed last week. Our top 20 changed last week. But the top 10 remains the same. Doc, would you like to do the honors and quickly Absolutely. go through those 10 names? Number 10, Chavo Guerrero Jr. Number 9, future WWE Hall of Famer Jeff Jarrett. Number eight, Great Muda. Seven, Survivor of Open Heart Surgery, Vader. Six, Antonio Inoki. Five, Ricky the Dragon Steamboat, whom Elvira at WrestleMania 2 called, I believe, a nerd for wearing a headband. Uh, Number four. Are you catching up on WrestleManias? Is that what you're doing? No, but I was listening to another podcast that was going through some of their favorite lesser moments, and it was... uh, I enjoyed it. Uh, ah, number okay. four, Rowdy Roddy Piper. Number three, Kevin Owens. Number two, the bad guy Scott Hall. And the greatest wrestler of all time. The biggest fan of the WWE who's going to WrestleMania just like you and me. Well, I mean, you, DC, you're, you're not going. And me, Doc, man, we're, we, we're not actually. But you know what I mean. The guy who that was going to great. WrestleMania. That would be great. If John Cena cut his promo Monday night from his couch. And he was That'd like, this is where I'll be watching because I'm a fan just like you. And then bad, the American Badass Undertaker drove his Harley through the living room window. <laughs> And that's that kind of stuff. Yes, John Cena is the greatest wrestler of all time. All right, we've got 864 names on one list, 72 names on another list. Give me a number, Doc Manson. Let's get this party started. All right, the first number is 462. 462 brings us to... It's going to be a good banger. It's going to be a banger. You can feel it. Chris Chetty. Uh, Who? Uh, Chris Chetty, if I have memory serves, is the cousin of Taz, and he wrestled. Taz Chetty, and he wrestled in ECW. Uh, he, yeah, no, he is the cousin of Chaz. Uh, he wrestled in Chaz? ECW for a little while, not Chaz, although that would have made more sense. Um, then went and wrestled in you know some independence for a while, and then retired. Although apparently came back to came back to return in February 2013 to team with Nova to take on Hurricane Helms and a wrestler named Starman. Okay, 
So, um, have you seen this gentleman wrestle? I have. Not only have right. I seen this gentleman wrestle, I have played a video game. I believe he is in an ECW video game, in which case I have played as him, because I seem to remember him. I once purchased an ECW video game, and uh, I played as him. He had a nice double jump moonsault that I enjoyed okay. doing. Did he have a double jump moonsault in real life? I believe he did. I actually think he had a triple jump moonsault where he would kind of go from one rope to another rope. Like he kind of kitty cornered boingy, the turnbuckle. A little bit. I gotcha. So, That's uh, kind of fun, actually. It is. I wouldn't put him uh, above the Horner line, which is currently, since some people, i.e. patron Jeremy, uh, it's 128. It's, he's now at 128. I wouldn't put him above above the Horner line, but he's fairly close. You know, he wasn't a great wrestler, but he had some moves that were exciting. Let's be honest here. You're only going to rank him below the Horner line to help um, Timmy Horner get higher on our list. Nobody puts Timmy Horner in the corner. And you're only doing that to appease Jeremy. Is that so wrong of me? No, truthfully, I can see right through you. Truthfully, I don't believe he would be a would you would consider a steady hand. Otherwise, he would have had a longer career. Um, I would even put him maybe below the Zukov line, but not by much. You know, he's okay. probably better than Lenny Lane, who's at one forty. I'm watching mm. a weird angle with Lenny Lane right now in WCW. So one of these days, I'm going to get you to watch some WCW. I'm not sure about that. Uh, how do you feel about putting him at 140? Okay. That right. sounds good to me. Chris Chetty, Chaz Chetty. Now now I'm like, oh, man, he would have had a better career if they named him Chaz. Um, 140 on the list. Another number, please. Doc Manson. 151. 151. I can feel it, DC. This one's going to be a banger. It's going to be a top 10 material. This is a wrestler known as Nosawa. I... Don't know who that is. Uh, neither do I. He wrestled for TNA for a little bit. He wrestled okay. for Juggalo Championship Wrestling. That sounds good. He was arrested for marijuana. I'm looking at a picture of this gentleman. He looks sort of familiar. Well, he was part of TNA around the years 2003-2004, which would be years we might have been watching. Um, I do remember the World X Cups where, yep. you know, you had Team Japan and Team Canada and all of those sorts of things. But I can't... So it's possible that we've seen this guy wrestle, but I do not remember him. So, yeah, as I, def I remember the uh, X Division gauntlet match, which was won by Hector Garza, mm -hmm. and he apparently was in that match. Oh. So I guess I've seen him wrestle but okay. I, uh... well how do we handle the wrestlers who we apparently history says we've seen but we do not remember where do, where do those people go do, do we jump well... over to the women's list because you know the women's list used to be we had it was about a 10 to 1 ratio there were about 10 men to 1 woman we're down to 72 women and 800 or so 860 yeah, the men the proportion is getting thrown off absolutely so do we just pick a new number and I think in, we should probably list? try to put this person on the list, shouldn't we? We've seen him wrestle. Uh, yes, but... He wasn't memorable, so which then, means so, he's bad, but 
I mean, it doesn't mean he's bad, but it just means that he's low on our list, right? Okay. I I have no problem putting so him where, on... So where, where do... I mean, the people at the bottom of this list, I think, so, are people that we actively dislike. Well, there are people we actively dislike, and then there are people whom... I know, because I suppose, last week we put a wrestler named Chip Minton on the list. I know I've watched him wrestle, but I can't tell you what he was doing. Um, Okay, so Chip Minton, who's currently on the list at 151, we're thinking maybe that's the area where some of these people that maybe that we're more neutral on, we've seen them, they're not memorable for whatever reason. Yeah, because once you get past Chip Minton, you're into David Flair territory, whom I actively dislike. So you actively dislike Dudley Dudley more no, than David Flair? No, because, again, this is where those reconciliation shows are going to need to come to the fore because we're going to need to maneuver some of these. I, I don't. I am neutral on Dudley Dudley. I like Roadblock. He came to the ring with construction equipment. All right. Okay. So we're going to need to change these things. So anywhere in that 151 to 155 ratio, I'm fine with for Mr. Nasala. Well, okay. I think I'm thinking below roadblock then. Maybe okay. 155. But 155? above uh, David Sammartino. Right. We can't really recall this gentleman, but... Okay. You know, I do think we're going to people that we have the people that we have active emotions towards, I feel like have to be somewhat higher on the list. No. Well, or do you think that your dislike of David Flair is such that he should be lower with that? Then are we moving Marty Bell up? Because we have active feelings about Marty Bell. We have active feelings about potentially the new NXT women's champion, Shayna Baszler, who is currently sitting at 164. Well, yeah, but she's list. there because she's terrible. Again, I think this is a conversation for the... <laughs> I will send you the dates of the, the days in April where I happen to have some free time. This might need to be a day-long affair. Like, the All reconciliation right. shows might be longer. I will have you know that GQ listens to our shows. I received a text from him saying that he will make it to the reconciliation podcast. He doesn't I, know how, but I'm he will glad, be there. I'm glad he texts you. I'm glad he texts you. Mm -hmm. I've known him about three or four years longer, but I'm glad he texts you. Can I have another number, please? (laughs) The next number is 538. 538. A banger? Going to go in the top ten? I don't know if he'll go in the top ten. He would go in the top ten on a different list. Okay. For this is... Hall of Famer of the National Basketball Association, Shazam himself, Shaquille O'Neal. No way. Who wrestled in WCW, teaming with Hulk Hogan. Okay, tell me a little bit about his time wrestling with Hulk Hogan. This was the this was Shaquille, uh, Hulk Hogan had just left WWF. He had moved to WCW, um, and. Shaquille. So we're talking still yellow and red Hulk Hogan? This is yellow and red. This is a year or two before. This is pre-even Dungeon of Doom, It's Not Hot Hulk right. Hogan. Like, literally, <laughs> That's this a is good his, Hulk Hogan. This is his first sort of thing. So 
Um, Bash at the Beach, 1994, which might have been his first show. Uh, he accompanies Hulk Hogan to the ring. And then uh, he even, you know, he had a conver- confrontation with the big show uh, in WWE. Wait a minute. E. But if if he's if he's aligned with Hulk Hogan, how does how does it become a match between the two of them? It's not a match between the two of them. He was oh. part. Oh. Of, he also apparently was in an Andre the Giant Battle Royal. Yes, that uh, sounds right. Okay, that remember they were also teasing a Big Show Shaquille O'Neal match at WrestleMania that supposedly sort of fell through. Yeah, because in actually, negotiations. Now that I'm looking at it, he didn't wrestle. In WCW, he just showed up to kind of support Hulk Hogan. I believe he wrestled in the Andre Battle Royal, eliminating Sandow, and then got getting ganged up on and eliminated by everybody else. I see. Um, so he belongs somewhere above Marty Bell on this list. Yes. Now again, now to prove that I'm not necessarily appeasing our patrons. I don't think we can say he is a good hand, but at the same time, he might, now even with only one match, he's a big name who, you know, who okay. who became a big deal multiple times in wrestling. Tim Horner, I'm sure, was great, but at no point was he a super big deal. Like, Shaquille O'Neal made national news for professional wrestling. All right, so, I mean, he's got to be above Joey Abs, if that's what you're thinking. Uh, yeah, I think, you know, I I could make a case for him to be above T.J. Perkins. He could be in the top 100. T.J. T- Perkins is the first time cruiserweight champion in terms of the current lineage of that belt. So you're saying no? Are, are you're, are You just don't want to rank him above Luchasaurus. At that is correct. Okay. You saw right through me. <laughs> I know how you operate, mm-hmm. my friend. Um, could we put him above Rich Swan, the soon-to-be-retired Rich Swan, because his dream is dead? <laughs> Yikes. Um, it died so in you're a saying, You're saying that Shaquille O'Neal is better than Axel Rotten. I think I actually think that's probably true. I'm saying Shaquille O'Neal brought more eyes to professional wrestling than Axel Rotten ever did. I think that's probably true. So, if you don't want to put him above Rich Swan because Rich Swan has held WWE gold, I can put him at 103 above Angelico or at 104 above Axel Rotten. I will say, though, I'm also sort of feeling like he could maybe go above Victor at 94. You just made the game. <laughs> I'm just saying, I'm looking at who's there, and like, again, Shaquille O'Neal's a bigger deal than Ted DiBiase Jr., currently a bigger deal than Samir Singh, Jimmy Del Rey, Kurt Hawkins, Victor. I'm I'm with you. I'm with you, I'm with you. You know, Evan Bourne. He's better than Hector Garza. He's better than Piper Niven. He's better than... He's better than... He's brought... Again, it's early yet, and I love me some Lars Sullivan... But I could put him in the top 85. Once you get to the Blue Meanie, I start to hesitate. And I don't think either of us are going to put him above Mantar at 81. Because at this point, we're going to wind up putting him in the top 25. And people are going to stop <laughs> listening to this show. <laughs> no, I, I, you know, I think somewhere here is probably 
I think we're I think we're zeroing in. Um I'm going to say mm, Yeah, you know, I think he could go above Lars Sullivan. I will put him at 86 just behind Tyler Bate and the Blue Meanie. The Blue Meanie. Yeah. Shaquille O'Neal. The 86 with his one match. The 86 well, greatest wrestler of all time. Jeremy, it was lovely having you as a patron. Thank you for $5. We appreciate it. You you will spiritually always be a member of Oscar's Army, even if we never hear from you again. Yeah. Yeah. The next number is 678. 678. Mahabali Shara. Okay. Uh, I'm guessing this is the team, recent TNA guy. That's where I think this name comes from. Oh, currently signed to NXT, but is known for his time with Impact Wrestling under the ring name Mahabali Shara and Shara. So wrestled for them for six years. So, Doc, I turn to you because you watch TNA longer than I do, uh, if you know who this is. <laughs> Eugene wrestled in TNA under Dr. Nicholas Dinsmore? Yeah. I don't believe so. Mm. Oh, never mind. That's a different. That's Ring King. Different. Right. Person. So this is this is this is TNA's India project where he uh, wrestled the Dinsmore. He may have. Sh- it sounds like he did show up on Impact Wrestling though. Uh, yes, but he didn't not show until up until 2014. Yeah. So I don't know. I don't think I've seen this gentleman wrestle. Okay. This was not a time I was watching. Well, we probably will because he is, again, signed to NXT. So at some point, I, I, I do find it funny how close we get. Because 678, Mahabali Shara. 679, Owen Hart. <laughs> All right. Well, sooner or later, we're going to get Then let's there. go to the women's list. We have 72 women. Can I have a number, please? 36. This so, one's going to be a banger. I can feel it. Interestingly enough, we stay in the in, in the Indian subcontinent. This is the first ever Indian wrestler to appear on women's wrestler to appear on WWE television. Kavita Devi, member of the May Young Classic. I remember liking Kavita Devi. I did too. I really thought that maybe like because the May Young Classic happened around the time of Jinder's world title reign. I was like, just send her up. Like she's, yeah. you know, she was not, you know, she's only five foot nine, but she had that like imposing presence. She would have made sense. She was trained by the great Kali. So you know that she's excellent. I really want to watch. I want to be a fly on the wall for the great Kali's training sessions. Chop. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, yeah, no, I she was she had a good presence and uh she, she wrestled Dakota Kai if I recall. Yeah. Um yeah, she was she was okay. Um but that said Yeah. I think she's, I think I'm you yeah. know, again, I we try not to do women to women, but at the same time it is, you know, I I liked her more than I like Liv Morgan. I'm not sure that I like her more than Tamina, though. So that puts her somewhere in the 120s, probably. You know, again, the it's it, 
I don't know that we have a female equivalent of the Horner line. Maybe it's Tamina. Um. No. I mean, I think it at the moment. I think it's Tamina, only because I think there's nothing between Liv Morgan and Tamina, is there? Uh, Zeta, who I think we ranked last week, also of the May Young Classic. Um, oh, okay. But uh, but I'm even saying I'm wondering if we could even go higher than that. Like Zeta, I, I you know who it probably mm-hmm. is. I think we've talked about her more. It's Mia Yim at 93. We tend to kind of use her as a, well, I like her more than Maya Yim or whatever. Yeah, so, yeah. She's um, at 93? Okay. That's, who she, that's where she is right now. But, yeah, you know, I'm looking in the Tyson Dukes, another guy from the uh, Cruiserweight Classic. But, again, one of those guys we saw once or twice really didn't have the chance to make a strong impression. Um, I will say, you know, that if we're talking about Tamina, I... I've always felt like I should be more impressed by Tamina than I am. Like, I I don't really feel like when I watch her wrestle that I'm like, oh, yes, there's a good solid hand. I kind of feel like Tamina is kind of bad. I will say I like Tamina, but I will say if Tamina's last name was Smith, not Snuka, I doubt she'd still be employed. Yeah. So that said... Are, are you saying you would rank Kavita to be higher? I think I would, because I remember thinking she was an okay wrestler. Okay, well, the next woman from the Mae Young Classic is Rhea Ripley at 106. I think I prefer Rhea Ripley, so I think we're looking beneath that. So um, are we in the Dante Fox, Louis Spicoli territory, 111-112? I think so. Okay. I think so. Do we just split um, the difference? Yeah, I think I would put her below Dante Fox at right. 112. Kavita DeVee. The 112th greatest wrestler of all time. Next number from the men's list, 103. 103. It's going to be a banger. I can feel it. It, it is It is more of a banger. This guy can bang out some pancakes and throw cereal boxes into the crowd. Oh, boy. It is member of the New Day, Big E. Big E Langston, or... Formerly Langston. Now he's just the Big yes. E. Former NXT champion. Of the famous, For- was, was it the five count that he was yes, doing? Yes, got to have five. Former have intercontinental five. champion. Former multi-time tag team champion. Former bodyguard to Dolph Ziggler and AJ Lee. All correct statements. I remember there being this really funny entrance. Uh, I think it's... When Big Biggie was the bodyguard for uh, Dolph Ziggler, and he's coming out to the ring, he's coming down the ramp, and AJ is right behind him. And for some reason, something happens where he turns around quickly, and he just punches her straight in the boob. Like, like legitimately punches her in the boob, and he just has this moment where you can see on his face, like, oh, God, I just fired, got myself fired. You know what I mean? And he was just he was doing this big tough guy thing. Mm-hmm. Uh, but it, it was just that a really good an, moment. That would be an interesting WWE Network show. It could be a really quick one. Just hearing the stories from the wrestlers of the moments where they their career flashed before their eyes. <laughs> like, yeah, there It you could go. be an, in, an injury scare, or it could be something like that, where, like, yeah. you know, like when Kalisto, like, said the good lucha things part, it was like, what, what went through your mind when you realized you had a chance to cut a promo 
and you wet the bed on it. <laughs> um, so here's going to be, I think, a controversial statement. I'll see what you think about it. Um, Biggie is the most talented member of the New Day. Overall? Overall. Like I said, I know it's controversial because Kofi Not- Kingston is an excellent performer in terms firmly, of his athletic I, ability. I believe the New Day already is probably a Hall of Fame-worthy group. And Kofi Kingston on his own is definitely a Hall of Fame-worthy talent. But I am inclined... I would say that Big E has the most potential for single stardom out of any member of the New Day. I agree, but I also just... I think he's an excellent in-ring performer. He's not, you know, the same type of high-flying performer that Kofi was in his single days. No. But but he also has a charisma to him. He has mm-hmm. a way of presenting himself, a seriousness as well as, as a comedic yep. side that I don't think Kofi emotes. I, I like him um, on the microphone. I like all of them on the microphone, but I probably like Big E best, although Xavier might be a better talker. but uh, I think Xavier probably is a better talker, but I like Big E better. Big E's on the got the power. Big E's got the explosiveness. Big E's got the look. Yeah. So yeah, I, I'm you know I I've already placed where I think he should go, and I'm but you know and even that I'm a little willing to wiggle, but I'm already looking at number sixty three above Drago. Number sixty three above Drago. You know we're in, we're above Apollo Cruz. We're above Mister Kennedy. We're above our good friend Amish Roadkill. We're not in the Killian Dane and Del Rio category again. Del Rio, neither of us like him, but he is a former world champion. And then you get up to like Typhoon and Brian Pillman, which is again probably a little. You know, I don't know if Biggie's there, but you might go higher. You you said you like Big E. I you know I I'm, do I do like Big E. I Langston. understand you're not wild about the New Day. Could you put him above Bobby Lashley? Would you put him in the top fifty? I think I would. Really? Okay. I think I would. I think I'd put him above Waylon Mercy. I think I'd put him above Chris Sabin at thirty nine. I think I might even put him above. Well, it starts getting more difficult, but I was going to say see. I'm just going to let you go because I was trying to be conservative here, but uh... I'm, I'm starting to get more difficult here. But like, so let's say Drew McIntyre, he's at number thirty, and I think he's there partially off of his strength, his his recent run NXT champion. But that's a belt, that's a that's a prestige that Biggie shares. Mm-hmm. Um, I think Drew McIntyre is that high because people, you know, because he went away and became Drew Galloway and. Did some great yeah, things. Yeah, I guess you're right. Well, let's yeah. let's 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 figure out where you know. I can't put him I, above Dolph Ziggler. No, he can't go above Dolph. So Ziggler. he's not in the top twenty-five. I would say. Um, I think th- I think I can't go any higher than thirty-three. That's the highest. I was I looking think at because thirty-three right now is our truth. You want to tell me that Big E is better than our truth? I think so. You know. Our Ron and do Killings I think Big is E's a former than... NWA champion and all of that? But yeah, but even still, I, I'm just looking also just at the names that are sort of in that area 
And again, I think he is better than Fandango. I think he, I think he's I, better than Billy Gunn. I Sorry. have no problem putting him at thirty-three. I love me some Big E. I think that's where he belongs. All right, Big E, the number thirty, the thirty-third greatest wrestler of all time. Good for unless you. you think he should go above Farouk. Where's Farouk? I'm kidding. He's at number oh. eighteen. <laughs> it's like, huh? all right, another number, please. Uh, 730. 7-3-0. That's one less than 731. And I can tell you, DC, it's going to be a banger. I can feel it. it I like this guy. Uh, you've never heard of him. His name is Scotty Riggs. Okay. Tell me about Scotty Riggs. Scotty Riggs began his career in WCW, I believe, as one half of the American Males a tag team with Buff Bagwell, who was not Buff Bagwell at the time. He was still Marcus Alexander Bagwell. Um, They were kind of Chippendales dancers a little bit. They were, you know, favorites with the ladies. Um, When I think Marcus got injured, Scotty Riggs got into a match with Ray. I'm sorry, I I have to ask. Is he named after Mel Gibson's character from Lethal Weapon? I don't know. All right, just curious. Uh, he got into a match. Whenever with, I hear Riggs, that's what I think of. Got into GQ a match knows with, what I'm talking about. Got into a match with Raven. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But I don't know. Got, no, I'm, not, I'm, not, I'm not making words anymore. I'm just kidding. Yeah. No, go suffered ahead, go a drop toe hold onto a steel chair and suffered an eye injury and then became a member of Raven's flock in which he wrestled with an eye patch. So let me get this straight. He injured his eye... And the trauma of wearing an eye patch, you know, being outcast by society, caused him to align himself with Raven's flock. Yes. We are to be believed. Okay. He was part of Raven's flock, and then now, it's 1999, he suddenly has recovered the use of his eye, and is now mm, wrestling. I'm sorry. I'm on the Wikipedia page. Raven <laughs> explained that Riggs' ocular disability had alienated him from society and that he was seeking acceptance within the flock. Raven literally used the explanation that I just pulled out of my butthole 30 seconds ago for this guy. Welcome to WCW. There's a reason I think you will both love it and hate it. Okay. This is Continue. the company where Dustin Rhodes wrestled the blacktop bully on the back of a moving semi truck. Sounds good to me. This is the company that put David Arquette as their world champion. Well, clearly he deserved it. So, um, but yeah, Scotty Riggs is currently in a narcissist gimmick where he walks around with a hand mirror. He's like Rob Conway light. When um, you say currently, do you mean in 2018? No, or I mean where in you that, are in WCW. Where I am in WCW. So in 1999, this is what he was doing, but okay. I'm watching it. All right. So is he in Raven's flock yet? No, that's, he's that's that. done. He's done the Raven's flock thing. Raven's flock has been disbanded and now he's recovered the use of his eye and is now back to being the conceited, which is funny because I don't particularly, you know, I don't find him to be that fetching, so I don't know why, but I suppose he's got the long hair and the devil-may-care attitude, so. 
something that all, all right. the girls like. Um, not sure I'd put him above the Horner line, but although then again, he read, you know, we're talking now four or five years for a major wrestling company and he was a minor part in those storylines, which probably means he should be above Lash LaRue um, and above Man I'm digging. Rock. I'm digging some of these uh, photos I'm seeing of Scotty Riggs from WCW. <laughs> He's re- he reminds me of if you if you had Scott Hall wearing the Shawn Michaels sunglasses. Yeah. 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 This guy looks all right. I'm realizing how high he's probably got to go. He, you know, we're in the same. There's a T-shirt here. I don't know if this is a real T-shirt, but it's him. He's kind of got the glasses off. He, he's got a sexy sort of Shawn Michaels pose, and the caption on the T-shirt is "Ain't easy being cheesy." Don't know if that's related to anything, but I'm like, not that I remember. But I'm not done watching it yet, so maybe that's still to come. All right, you know. Again, 101 TJ Perkins. I don't know if he should be above the first ever cruiserweight champion, but he had more relevance than Joey Abs did, or at least he was around longer. So, you know, somewhere. You're saying in- Scotty Riggs belongs above Scott Demore on this list? Well, again, this is this is why the reconciliation is going to be a while, because should we say that Tama. One of the Islanders should be above Scott Demore, manager of Team Canada. Probably not. Um, I could put him in the Luther Reigns territory. I could put him above Sam Gradwell at one nineteen. I think that's that's more. I think that's where he belongs. To be honest. All right. Well, you get to start getting above Luther Reigns. You've got name recognition. All right. Scotty we'll Riggs him- is possibly named after a character. <laughs> From I mean, you know, an excellent 80s action movie, but... All right. Well, then we will go with Scotty Riggs, 119. What year was Lethal Weapon? Is that 80s or is that 90s? No, that was 80s. Was it? Okay. All right, another number. Yeah, 87. All right, just checking. The number is 87? No, 774. 87 was the year in which Lethal Weapon was released. 774, you say? It's going to be a banger, DC. I can feel it. Top 10 material. When I say the name Grotto or Grado, I think what do you comedy think? act. I think of cheeseburgers. Well, that's who's next. It's Grotto. Cool. Is it Grotto or Grado? I think it's Grotto, but I don't actually know. Okay. I saw him wrestle. Many, I mean, I, I saw I've him quite a bit in TNA. I've never seen him wrestle, so this is all you. I've oh. seen his picture. I've heard of him. Okay. I've seen him quite a bit in TNA because I, I got back into TNA a little bit around the time of the final deletion. I was watching week to week. He was featured fairly prominently uh, on the program at that time. So, you know, I can't say I've seen a whole lot of him. But, I, I mean, I've definitely seen at least uh, several weeks, if not a few months' worth of material. Um, and i got to say... For a guy who I know is supposed to be some sort of comedy act, one that I, I feel like, I feel like everything I've heard about this guy from the internet, I, I, I feel like there's people out there that adore this guy, but I didn't find him particularly funny. Like, I, I, I don't know. Like, he kind of just was like awkward, but not like in a funny way. He was kind of just 
greasy. Okay. Like, imagine if Nick Dinsmore couldn't wrestle well. Something, you know what I mean? Okay, so where are you going to put him? Is he above the Horner line? I mean, uh, I mean, probably. He's got name recognition. People like him. I don't like him. People like him. Let's go to to another benchmark here. Where is he? Uh, is he above Heidenreich at 48? No! <laughs> just trying to get our outliers here. All right. So he's yeah. above 132. So I'm just going to start throwing out some names. I, I, I mean, I, again, I, I think he's probably... Let's go to somebody we ranked, I think, episode one of this show. Rosie. Higher or lower? Mm way lower i mean we're talking luther rain's territory for me okay uh are we talking better than shad gaspard of crime time i'm gonna say i'm going to say he belongs right above luther rain's at 118 okay i feel like he's had a pretty prominent career i feel like there are a lot of people who like him but I was never particularly impressed. But, I mean, I definitely know who he is. All so, right. That's I mean, just fine. I don't know. All right. We're seven names in. Let's keep it going. Another number, please. Next number is 639. 639. A bit of a banger here. Banger. Top 10, DC. I can feel it. Uh, let's not go that far. It's the cowboy, James Storm. Oh. Want to talk about a guy... Who had a really lackluster time in NXT, huh? He wrestled one match, and that was it. Yeah. What was he thinking? Why would you go back to TNA? Because he was going. You could be a big star in TNA as opposed to being. Listen, James Storm is not going to be a big star in NXT. It was never going to happen. Listen, you can be the biggest fish in the aquarium, but if it's if that aquarium is in fact just, you know, an eight-inch bowl on your kitchen table, it, it doesn't matter that you are a big star when there's an ocean out the window. You know what I'm saying? Like it, well, that was just. You want to talk about all-time boneheaded business decisions? I can't imagine that he wouldn't have made more money in the WWE than he made it. Maybe I'm wrong. That's probably what it came down to, right? They probably offered him money to stay because they felt like he was a big name. So I'm probably wrong about that. But it just it just felt like, man, the potential... And But to your point, maybe he was destined to never be a big name in the WWE. I don't know. But I just... I feel like... I feel like he could have gone somewhere. I'm trying to figure out, like, his, you know, his Wikipedia page. He debuted in NXT during the October 2015 tapings, defeating Danny Burch, and then appeared... Oh, no, then wrestled on another episode, beating Adam Rose... In late December 2015, Storm opted not to sign with NXT and returned to TNA in- instead. I have no idea why. And then in November of 2017, he left. I don't even know what he's doing now. Maybe he's done. Yeah. Well, okay. let's think back to James Storm as part of the American uh, America's outlaws? Most Wanted. I oh, did not a- think he- I liked his partner, Chris Harris, better. Yet, Chris Harris had an even worse career. He wrestled in, T- uh, in WWE for like five minutes. 
He was like, and he bra- refused to cut his hair. Was that him? He was Braden Walker or something like that. Yeah. Uh, well, you know, James Storm, I will say, went on. I think they have a good career in TNA. Uh, I want to say he won their heavyweight title at some point, and he went on to form, I think, one of the most memorable tag teams in the history of that company uh, with current uh, WWE superstar Bobby Roode. Uh, beer, beer, money, money. That was a good pairing. Like it they was were a very good pairing. Kind of diametrically op- opposed in terms of personality, but they meshed very well. Their style was good. The personality uh, worked. It, it made. Bobby Roode not boring, which, you know, was something that I think he falls into sometimes. Um, so, yeah, I mean, I think they worked very well together. And then he became, in 2016, he became part of the Death Crew Council, which was a thing, apparently. Okay. Well, then. So, uh, I think he belongs above Victor on this list. At least. I could make an argument that he belongs higher, much higher on this list, actually. Well, let's look at his, you know, now, granted, I'm not saying that TNA is the be-all, end-all, but when you spend the majority of your career in TNA, he is a seven-time tag team champion. Mm -hmm. Well, no, let me, excuse me, I'm incorrect. He is a 14-time tag team champion, seven NWA titles, seven TNA titles. He won the King of the Mountain. He won the TNA world title. He won Gauntlet for the Gold. He won a whole bunch of other things. I don't even know what these mean. Um, he won the World Beer Drinking Championship two times. Of so he did. So I do think he belongs, you know, a little high on this Beer! List. Money! That was just so much fun to say! Now, you know, a lot of people aren't going to like this because they like Keith Lee. I'd say he has he deserves to be higher than Keith Lee at 92. I agree. I actually think he... He should, should probably be... be above Shaq. Yeah. Does he rank higher than Kalisto? Does he make the top 80? I mean, if I'm talking about just what I know about the guy from TNA, I think he belongs above Rockstar Spud at 72. He's had a more decorated tag team career than the Revival. The Revival's career is not over yet. For all we know, James Storm is done wrestling. You could put him in the top 70. I think so. Does now he go we're, above? We're, we're getting a little. Bit does he go above Apollo Cruz at sixty-five? I think so. Does he go above Mike Canellis at sixty-two? I'll you know couch this, and I am largely unfamiliar with Mike Bennett's independent work. But you know, lacking that, yes, I think he is above that. Does he rank above Alberto Del Rio at sixty? To me personally, mm. that's harder to do. I could yeah. put him at 61 above Dakota Kai. I think he belongs above Dakota Kai for sure. So 61? Yeah, because I mean, even if you get a little bit past, you get, once you start to get a little past Alberto Del Rio, we are starting to get to names. Brian Pillman, I, Amazing Red, Bobby Lashley. Right, the, the names that I don't think we can go above, so... Yeah. So, yeah. Even Typhoon, I think I would place, you know. Yeah. No, I think 61's a good spot for him. I think so. Yeah. All right. Number 61, James Storm. Good showing for a guy 
Yeah. Good showing. I wouldn't I did not expect him to place that high, but but realistically. That's I one think of he the beauties. It. That's one of the beauties of the list is you never know where you're gonna wind up going. I need another number, please. Uh one seven six. One seven six. It's gonna be a banger, DC. I can feel it. This is a banger. If you watch WCW, his name is Blitzkrieg. Please tell me that this guy is something like Heidenreich. No. No. Blitzkrieg is a masked wrestler. Um, Blitzkrieg was Amazing Red before Amazing Red was Amazing Red. In fact, if you told me that Blitzkrieg... They're not the same. It's the same performer? No. No, otherwise they wouldn't be on this list. But Blitzkrieg was a white guy... Okay. Who wrestled under a mask and did ridiculous stuff. Even for a cruiserweight, he did ridiculous stuff. Okay. I'm a fan of Blitzkrieg. Not, you know, didn't do a whole lot in WCW. He kind of looks sure. like Kane if Kane had a stupid mask and a bolt of lightning across his chest. Also, if Kane was tiny. He kind of looks like a Power Ranger. This is what Daniel Bryan would have been if he tried to dress like Kane for Team Hell No. <laughs> he would look like Blitzkrieg. He does kind of look a little bit like, he made it into a video game? Good for you, Blitzkrieg. Yeah, he's like a Power Ranger or or maybe a... Uh, uh, I, I, my mind is going blank, but... Yeah, okay, um... So you like this guy? You think he's a solid cruiserweight? He was yeah? a great. He was a great cruiserweight. You know, I'm not sure what. You know, he didn't necessarily. You know, do I don't know if he did he win the cruiserweight title? No, but at, in 1999 he was ranked as the 99th greatest wrestler of the year in the PWI 500. Well, that's um good. But and, and then again, interesting. Made his debut in '94. Retired in 2004. So, you know, 10, 10 years, that was it. So, you know, wrestled for WCW for a while, had some pretty good cruiserweight matches, and then retired to begin working full-time as a computer technician. Okay. Do you like him better than Mantar? No. Okay. Good to know, because Mantar. Um, I, I would even sell. put I would put him below Amazing Red, at fifty four. Uh, I would put him even below Drago at sixty five, but I would probably put. Well, I'm not familiar with what Rockstar Spud did in TNA. I don't. Although no, Mark Marrow's got to be higher than him. Kalisto's probably got to be higher than him. So let's see where are we. I like him better than Rich Swan. I don't think he can be better than Evan Bourne, though. So he's somewhere in that Samir Singh, Ted DiBiase Jr. You could even put T.J. Perkins ahead of him and put him, you know, somewhere 103, 104. Your choice okay. on if you want to put Luchasaurus above him. Um, No, I mean, Luchasaurus is a really great mask, but this guy... Sounds like he can actually wrestle, so... Yeah. All right, 104. Blitzkrieg. Good. All right. The next number is, not too far on the list, 170. 
BJ Whitmer. It's going to be a banger, DC. I can feel it. BJ Whitmer. Um, BJ Blaskowitz? BJ Whitmer uh, wrestled for Ring of Honor. Um, you know, if I obviously you have not watched any Ring of Honor, but um, he's... I have watched some Ring of Honor. Thank you. Um, you know, I know him mainly for his recent Ring of Honor stuff where he was antagonizing Steve Carino, turned Steve Carino's son against him, you know, doing that whole sort of thing. But I think I've watched him wrestle. I would have to actually stop and... I might not have because he was injured when I was watching Ring of Honor. Hmm. You know, teamed with Jimmy Jacobs recently of WWE Creative. You know, I might have not seen him wrestle. So we can go to, you know, a, a female name on this list. He's a four-time Ring of Honor tag team champion. Seems like he's a pretty big deal in Ring of Honor, to be honest. He's he's, he's, he's a very good, what I saw was an excellent heel. Like, very antagonizing heel. Got under people's skin. Great, you know, cheating, that, that sort of cheating heel work. So, Do you think the name Jimmy Jacobs is meant to make me think of breakfast sandwiches? <laughs> like Jimmy Dean sausages? Or Jimmy John's. I've never been to a Jimmy John's. Hmm. Uh, so it's up to you. We can try to find a name on, or we can go to the women's list. Well, because neither of us have seen him way, wrestle. So I'm going to say number 62. Number 62. It's bring... going to be a banger, DC. I can feel it. I think you'll. <laughs> I, I can't talk about bangers with this. Uh, she's. No, she's not. If you had to pick who the female star of Lucha Underground would be, who would you say? Was it Sexy Star or Ivelisse? It's Sexy Star. Oh, well, then it's the other one, because this is Ivelisse. Okay. Ivelisse. She, um... She was definitely on... Lucha Underground. Yep. Teamed with uh, Son of Havoc. And it's so funny. Her her Wikipedia page puts her as a blonde. She looks completely different as a blonde than she does. Here's the thing about Ivelisse. Um, I always felt like Ivelisse was an untalented Lita ripoff. Okay. She has that look, and I mean, I don't mean to say she's untalented like Lita, but she's definitely not good. All right, am I uh, wrong about that? Because you were just building her up like, like, I, like she's maybe. When I think she's of, okay, when but... I think of Lucha Underground, there are four women who come to mind: Sexy Star, Evelise, mm-hmm. Katrina, and the Ring Announcer. Those are the only four women. That I know. I guess Cobra maybe, Moon? I wasn't watching then. Mariposa? Uh, Taya Valkyrie? Like, Taya there, Valkyrie. There, there are other names, but those are the four that come to mind. So she's been a part of all three seasons of Lucha Underground, is Miss Ivelisse. Uh, she wasn't bad, but she wasn't great. She was part of Tough Enough. She, 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 
I, to say she's not good, I, I maybe does the disservice. She just she's not graceful, and that's not necessarily a bad thing. It's just different style. Mm-hmm. Maybe I ex- I think maybe you expect a certain style from people. I mean, she she's definitely she moves more like 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 a cruiserweight, right? She's doing some of those more high risk maneuvers and things. Uh, her karanas and whatnot, but she moves like a truck. I guess is what I'm trying to get across. She 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 she's not graceful in her. And that, I mean, maybe See, that's and a I compliment. Don't remember seeing, I don't remember seeing her fight like a cruiserweight. I remember her being more kicks and almost like a brawler. Well, she's not a cruiserweight, but just I mean, some of that stuff. Yeah, I don't know. I just mm, okay. Yeah. Well, then let's let's try to narrow this down. Live Morgan higher or lower? Higher. She's she's above Tamina, uh, that's for sure. Okay. Where is Tamina? Give me a number. I can't find Tamina now. One nineteen. Okay. So is she above? Maya she's Yim. above Luchasaurus. She's above. Is she above Mia Yim at ninety-five? I, you know, I mean, that's not the, too bad. It might be in that neighborhood. Because um, you know we've got Evan Bourne. We've I got Hector Garza. We've I think got, I've said in the past, like Mia Yim, I understand is talented, but I just don't like her that much. Mm-hmm. But I think my understanding of Mia Yim being talented is higher than my opinion of Evil Lise. Okay, so Evil Lise, I think, is somewhere beneath that. Do we put her right at one hundred under Jimmy Del Rey, but above the one of the Singh brothers? Hmm. Does she need to go below T.J. Perkins? No. And Matt Taven? No, no, she doesn't. I think she could go at 97. I don't think she gets above Evan Bourne, but I think she's better than Victor and Kurt Hawkins. I bow to your larger Kurt Hawkins is very good. He is. Though. It's just, man, this last run. Ooh, Kurt Hawkins. All right. Ooh. 97, Ivelisse. Higher than I thought she would be, but let's keep it going. It Another number. Uh, we are going to go to five hundred and eighty-nine. Five eighty-nine brings hey, DC, us. Stop me if you've heard this before. Uh, I, I feel like this one's going to be a banger. I I can feel it. Uh, do you know who Trevor Lee is? No. Okay. Do you? Uh, I believe he is now part of TNA. I've heard the name Trevor Lee. He looks interesting. I'm looking I, at some pictures on Google, and let me tell you, he kind of looks like the Geico caveman, but less funny. He's been in TNA since 2015. He was part of the Helms Dynasty. Now he's got his own stable, the Cult of Lee. Helms Dynasty, I remember watching wrestle, and I did not care for them. Well, then you've seen this guy. I have not. So again... We can go with this based on what you can remember, or we can go with a new, another number from the female list. Or we uh, can go with another number from the male list and try to keep... No, I think we put him on the list. I've seen him wrestle. I can remember watching the Helms Dynasty wrestle, um, looking at the caveman-ness. Um, I think I can separate him out from the other guy. Uh, he's below the Horner line, though, I think. Okay. Um, We're going with Brian Christopher, a.k.a. Brian Lawler. Are we going down into the Big Tilly territory? Jim Powers? Is he better How do you than feel about Lenny Lane? Tell me a little bit about Lenny Lane. Lenny Lane is currently, in 1999, 
currently as I'm watching, um, is in a storyline where he and a guy named Lodi are brothers who do each other's nails and give each other's massages and wear glitter on their faces and are obvious and and at many, many points are seen coming out of rooms with a big sign on the door that says closet. Having said that, he's the guy who looks almost identical to Chris Jericho um, and is a fine enhancement talent. Okay. Um, then we're going lower. Um, beneath okay. Cameron, beneath Mason Ryan. I think we're talking 159, right above Chip Minton. All right. Trevor Lee, right above Trip Minton. If you want to plead the case of Trevor Lee, podcast at ddtwrestling.com. There you go. Another number, please. Next number is 251. It's going to be a banger, DC. I can feel it. Stop saying that. (laughs) Angel de Oro. Who? A Mexican professional wrestler. Former the Angel of Gold. Former CMLL. World middleweight and world lightweight champion. Wrestled for Ring of Honor a couple times, again, in one of those, like... Do you know who this is? I've never seen him wrestle. Number 44. Women's list. Women's list. 44. It's going to be a banger. I can feel it. Miss Jacqueline. Ah. Miss Jacqueline. I believe a member of the Hall of Fame. Last year. I think she was the... Uh, women female entered into the Hall of Fame last year. Miss Jacqueline, um, in my mind, one of the patron, you know, one of the first people I saw wrestle a man. Yeah. Okay. You know, wrestled Chavo Guerrero, if I remember correctly. Was part I remember of, her being a hell of a powerhouse. She's a, she's a, I'm, I'm not going to say, she's a muscular, in shape woman. And actually, I remember her also showing up in TNA with James Storm and Bobby Roode in Beer Money. I think she came out with them for there some time. There she is. I see a picture of it. But yes, wrestled... Um, During you know, a street fight with Gail Kim on Impact, Mel Moore's two front teeth were knocked out of her mouth. Yes, I kind of remember that. But yes, you know, was part of WCW for a while, then went feuded with Sable... Was in WWE for a while, then went to TNA, went back to WWE to be inducted into the Hall of Fame. Oh, class of 2016. My apologies. Miss Jack, I don't know. I, 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 you have to tell me because I don't know whether this is true or not. You know, obviously, all I've seen are video packages from the Attitude Era. But in my mind, Miss Jacqueline would have been set up as an equal sort of power to like to like to like match Braun with China. I don't know if they ever if they were even around at the same time or China not. would have been the stronger of the two, but she would have been Jacqueline would have been one of the tough tests for okay. China. I, I will say this. In nineteen ninety three, Jacqueline was ranked in the PWI five hundred, which was almost exclusively male. She I think she might have been the first female. Don't quote me on that. Um, but she's a two-time women's champion and a former cruiserweight champion. A former cruiserweight. We should, let's just start calling it that, the cruiserweight. 
The cruciverse. Um, I like Jacqueline quite a bit. She's above to go to Kai. I'd even put her above. Hmm. Is she better than Heidenreich? I'm looking at it wondering if she's better than Nikki Bella. Oh. Maybe not. Maybe she's more like Natalia. But I, I would say she's... Where's Natalia? Oh, 25. Natalia's at 25. Yeah, that's pretty high. Um... But again, she was she was quite good. Quite the imposing presence was, you know... Um, didn't wrestle a lot in WCW, but, you know, got involved in matches and jumped on people and... I'm trying to... Yeah. I'm, de- I'm deciding if I, you know... If I think she deserves to be higher ranked than Emma. Like, Jacqueline might need to be the the woman that's in that, like, low, the high 20s, like in the Rick Martell and Tajirai category. I'll tell you, if Emma goes on to have a hell of a career on the indies and, and makes her way triumphantly back to the Dubba Dubba and has herself a nice run as champion and so on, then I, I, I think Emma would make it higher than Jacqueline on some future version of this list. Yes. But right now, right now, I think that she, I think she's probably. Right now I'm looking at 29. Above Tajiri, but below Rick Martel. Yeah, I mean, I think that's not a bad spot, but I do sort of feel like, in the scheme of things, I, she's better than Natalia. Her career has been better than Natalia's career, No. I feel like Natalia's one more... Again, championships aren't everything, and Jacqueline did not get saddled with the kinds of gimmicks that... Mm. That's the thing with Natalia, is I always go back to thinking about some of that garbage. You know what? Natalia is a two-time women's champion. That's it. I expected her to be like a four- or five-time women's champion. I'm fine putting her, you know... But when you start like, getting above that, I don't know if I can put her above Gail Kim. I don't know. I could put her right above Natalia, below Dolph Ziggler. You know, this is going to have to flesh itself out because between 20 and 25, there are four women. Mm. Molly Holly, Nikki Bella, Gail Kim, and Natalia. So, eventually more names will go in there, I'm sure, but. Yeah. Yeah. Let's put her at 25 for now. All right. 25 above Natalia. I'm sure there are some people out there who would really argue strongly to put her above Dolph Ziggler as well. But I, I don't know, man. It's, I'm just thinking back to some of Dolph Ziggler's earlier days. And No, Dolph Ziggler deserves to be where he is. I wouldn't put Jacqueline above Dolph Ziggler. Okay. All right, that's an even dozen names there, my friend. And A we're past- baker's dozen! Well, then let's do one more. You better hope this is a good name, because we're ending on a Hall of Famer here. Well, I I don't know if you know this, DC, but I'm pretty sure this next number is going to be a banger. What is it? Because I can feel it. Okay. It's 505, sir. 505. Five. Come on, banger. Come on, banger. Come on, banging, banger. Banging, 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 banging. Uh, this is friend of the neighborhood, Scotty Slade. I'm going to come clean, Scotty. I didn't know you were a wrestler. (laughs) 
Uh, Scotty Slade, I think I, he might have made it on this list solely because he's a friend of the neighborhood. Um, which, really? Yeah, because I don't think he's wrestled for Ring of Honor. I think I just kept him on this list just because he's done podcasts for NAI. And we were on <laughs> NAI when this started. Well, so I we mean, were, we're like, still an affiliate to them. Yes, AI. we are an affiliate, but we were actually on the NAI Wrestling Network, and I thought it was only fitting to have Scotty Slade, along with Kingpin Brian Malonis, on this list. I see. I see. So I can go to 506 if you'd like. No, that wouldn't be fair at all. Uh, I think we have to generate a new number. Okay. Sorry, Rey Mysterio. You'll have to be ranked another day. <laughs> That's just the way it works, man. 332. 332. You got to be surprised, just like me. It's going to be a banger. I can uh, feel it. Assassin number one. <laughs> Come the hell on. <laughs> can I get some context? Is this assassin number one from Lucha Underground? Is this assassin number one from... WCW? No, what is this? This is, this is the wrestler Jody Hamilton who wrestled uh, in the 60s through the 80s mainly as Assassin Number 1. He was part of the tag team with the Assassins. Alright, have you seen him wrestle? Um, I don't believe so, but his son is... Very popular wrestler Nick Patrick, or no, very popular referee, WCW referee and WWE referee Nick Patrick. We're not ranking Nick Patrick. No, but are we ranking Jody Hamilton? No, because we've never seen him wrestle. But I don't think we should do with another woman. I think you should give me again one more number. Two hundred and seventy-seven. Two seventy-seven. It's going to be a banger. I can feel it. One half of the Authors of Pain, it is Razar. Okay, so here's something that we've never, which we've never run that? into on the list before. Yeah, which which one is that? Because can we just rank them together like we did with the Spirit Squad? Because I honestly... Yes, because they've, they've only ever done things together, so I'm fine with that. I on, um, and I honestly, in my mind, I have no separation. Razar is the one who does not look like D'Lo Brown. <laughs> I thought they were twins. No, they're not related. Come on! Which is impressive. I'd like to point out that that is impressive that he is not. Because they do he look like... he is not related sh- to D'Lo Brown? Oh, no. And, and he's not related to... Um, his tag team partner, because they could be siblings, but they the could. the authors of pain are not related. So this is I, Razor that we're doing. This is Razor, but again, I'm okay ranking the authors of pain together. Uh, I'd like to point out though that Razor is a legitimate MMA fighter with a record of four and two. Okay, but what kind of MMA are we talking? Are we talking UFC? Are we talking something you know? Rinky He's wrestled thing, one like... Bellator match, and then the other ones were in Europe. Okay. Well, we know how, you know, tough guys from Europe are. So. All you tough Europe guys, patreon.com slash WTWrestling. <laughs> all I'm saying is Cesaro could kick my ass, okay? That's true. That's all I'm saying. That's true, that's true. All right, um, so if we're if we're going with, with that, now again, I'm okay ranking them 
together as one, and I'm okay ranking them literally next to each other. One because of the them difference, the difference was involved be- with a cool spot at War Games, right? I thought they both were. The difference between, like, Scott Dawson and Dash Wilder is a little deeper. Like, we understand that Scott Dawson is the better talker, and, I, you know. Um, but Occam and Rezar, because they have Paul Ellering, there's very little that separates them. Yeah. To me. So I'm almost thinking this needs to be one of those things where we literally rank them right next to each other. They're not sharing a spot like the Spirit Squad, but they're... You know, they're number 95 and 96, just to throw some numbers out there. Is that where you think they should be, 95 and 96? Well, let's see. The Revival, whom I like better, Dash Wilder, is at 80. So I'm tempted to put them with Mantar because that's a fantasy six-man tag I'd like to see. Mantar and the Authors of Pain. Do you think the Authors of Pain have had better careers than Titus O'Neil? No, Titus O'Neil is a former tag champion on the main roster. The Authors of Pain have not done that yet. I could see them being right around 89, above Shaquille O'Neal even. Yeah. But I don't think they've reached Blue Meanie territory for me. And Tyler Bate, I think, is clearly above them as well. Yep, but they should be above Lars Sullivan. For now. Yeah. So I, I'm saw, putting... I saw a video of Lars Sullivan, by the way. He's he's working out in the gym, and he's like he's like on the ground, like, you know, yes, like a chewing tripod. Yeah, he's got the barbell with like 150 pounds just above his head, and he's just like doing this thing. I guess he does it at the end of his workouts where he's just trying to get to his feet while holding that thing up. Like, it's ridiculous. How strong this gentleman must be. If you get the chance, watch this week's NXT. He does some impressive moves in the squash match and then has a nice little segment with William Regal. So, All right. All right. We have ranked the authors of Pain, 89 and 90, which brings us to the end of yet another episode of the list. And once again, the top 10, in fact, the top 20, stays intact. And there's going to come a time, mark my words, friends, there will come a time where the top, we have an episode where we wind, the numbers are in our favor, and we put three guys in the top 20. No doubt. It's just going to be how it works. The more shows we get with big, now granted, we ranked Big E, we ranked James Storm, we ranked Shaquille O'Neal, there was some some top flight talent here on this episode. But for those of you who are waiting for that top 10 list to change, Patience, Grasshopper. That's all I'm saying. How you feeling, Doc Manson? You, you, you ready to head off into that good night? I'm feeling pretty spent. All right. Patreon.com slash DDT Wrestling. Shop.DDTWrestling.com. Podcast at DDTWrestling.com. All sorts of ways for you to be a part of the DDT experience. He's we Doc love Man- you. We love you, too. Yes, we do. Yes, <laughs> thank you. He's Doc Manson at Doc Manson. I, I am. am DC Matthews at the DC Matthews. He is. And until we meet again, my friends. The John Cena is the greatest wrestler of all time. I was pointing to you at everything. <laughs> yeah, well, you know.